play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Welcome back to 88.3 WXUT's After Further Review, NFL Championship Weekend. We got to turn that down a little bit so we don't have the backfeeding noise. And we got David, the man of God, Harris on the phone lines. What's up, David? I'm Football coming down to an unfortunate end, so a little sad about that. Are you still in Columbus or are you out of town? Is this about the snowstorm? Are you guys getting hit? Right now, it's not too bad. It's more of a kind of a wintry, kind of freezing rain, but it's messing with the waters a little bit, so things starting to freeze up. Okay, so it's more of a, a, a basically a ice kind of storm down because they're more south than us. So we're getting the good snow, and they're kind of getting more like a mix of ice and rain and snow. Uh, I think that you're on here because we got to come up with a new commercial, and Frank uh, is despising the commercials here. Why are you hating on our commercials? They're classic. I know. Well, I know they are, but I just want to be nice to get something fresh right, in. Well, like this one. Oh, hold on. Well, that's well, that's a, listen, what's wrong with this one? After further review, well, you know, one of well, you know, songs. Get, Do not listen to him. I, I just like to get something fresh in, that's all. We don't sell Play snake it. oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking I mean, sports show on 88.3 no, we don't sell snake oil. Saturdays yeah, yeah. from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Don't be a hater, Frank, and listen to AFR. Well, well, yeah, obviously, but it would be nice, be nice just to get something fresh in is all. Dave, what do you think about the commercials? I mean, it's always good to have, you know, the, the new hotness, but sometimes, you know, the old tried and true kind of gets you through. It's kind of, kind of like, you know, the AFC championship game. Right. You know, you got your kind of classic, traditional, kind of been here before, and then you got, you know. The new school the new of Mahomes class. and uh, yeah. the Chiefs, along with the uh, Rams and golf. So we'll get into that. But what about this commercial here? I mean, I love these commercials. Play it just a little bit too Remember much. this show? Oh, yes, I do remember it quite well. Oh, Judas Priest! You won't hear us playing Judas Priest, well, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, uh, airing Saturday. See, it's an entertaining sports show. Whatever happened to those shows that we had where you were basically old Judas Priest? Not uh-huh. all the time now. We only got Christ on the Cracker and Nothing Burger from you now. Well, who knows? Maybe I. Maybe it's because I've mellowed out more. 
Oh, okay, let's say hi to Renee and um, to- my friend Nene on on on. She's watching the show. She's, <laughs> her, she's a Patriots fan. I, you know, I, I like her to death, but it makes me wonder if she's a Tom Brady, you know, rider, so yeah. to speak. Well, he, he, I, I mean, look, I'll say that he, he is the goat. And by the way, got a goat. He really? Why is he the goat? Well, look, five championship rings, three Super Bowl losses, though. I mean, if you want to say, some people say Joe Montana's the GOAT, didn't lose in the, in the ever in the Super Bowl. Oh, by the way, we have to say hi to uh, who uh, someone who is a friend. Jared Jansen, friend of the show. Yes, uh, but there are there are a couple nights out of the year where he is the enemy. Oh, okay. He, he is, says is he, had, he a hater like you? I wouldn't say he's a hater. It's just that he's a coach at Ida. Oh, he's a coach at Ida. Your former alma mater. Actually. Yes. There's a girl that actually cleans my teeth at Frankel Dentistry that went to Ida. Her name is Brittany. I think she had an older brother that went to school with you. Um, I think she graduated in 2013 or something like that. She said she knew you while she was cleaning Ooh, my teeth. Yeah. Short, blonde hair girl. I don't really... I'm, shoot, I'm not sure. So you, you go over there at no. Dundee. He's at Ida. Is he a Patriots fan like my friend Renee? Um, I'll give the Patriots he does, credit. They've, they've gone a long time with their dynasty of 15 I do. years. But I don't know if I would give Brady the I th- I think he... I do, I do know that Jansen loves Tom Brady. Oh, he loves Tom. So he's a Tom Brady lover. He's a TB12 guy, huh? I think I would think that he says, huh? Loves his show. Yeah, see, Tom yeah, yeah that confirmed is, it. Right. Tom, Tom Brady is perfect. <laughs> right, right, David? Tom Brady is the most perfect person I don't in th- the world. I don't think he's he perfect. He's hot wife. He's not a. He's always winning. He's 41, I like, still at top shape, and he's the GOAT, and he leads a bunch of ragged muffin, raggedy football players to championships. Look, let me just make this one thing clear. I do not think Tom Brady is a deity. N- he puts his pants on N- the same N- way. Nene says Tom Brady for life, TB12. How c- Let's go, guys. Let's go. You know, that's what that people are into. Even though he struggles against the Miami Dolphins in Miami, Everyone refers to him as an animal, the goat. <laughs> he just can't win. Well, let's. Uh, I think hold we on, should... hold on. We, 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 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week. With this our is my replay, favorite part of the commercial. Actually, a.m. on Twitter's only alternative, and you're on Chemist Radio Station 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> that that right there. That was a classic show. You got to admit that was a classic show. And are we going to get a Judas Priest moment with Tom Brady for the Tom Brady lovers? Well, who? Some of them might say that on Sunday. I've, I'll have, I'll say that much. I, I think this might be the end of the Tom Brady and the Patriots era. Perfect time for them. I heard. Isn't there supposed to be a good quarter? Or no? What's his face? Taylor for the Clemson. He's got two more years. Some he, people think that Tom. You mean Brady, Hunter Lawrence? Hunter Lawrence. My bad. Hunter Lawrence. The quarterback for Clemson. He has two more years, obviously. Some people think Brady's going to be there. You know, all of a sudden the P- Patriots kind of fall off, and they draft him, and they have another reign. Well, I've even heard some mock drafts say that the Patriots could take Kyler Murray. Why? Small. I don't. I don't, think, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think, believe it. I don't think his his game's going to be transcended in the NFL. I, I don't. And, and it's not – I think he's a tremendous athlete. Um, now maybe it could work. To, you know, Bill Belichick is – you know, he does be able to take a bunch of different pieces, different guys, and kind of make have success with them. 
if they do take him, I think they're going to put him as a slot receiver as they did Edelman. I mean, he was a quarterback at Kent State. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't. To me, in the NFL. I don't think there's sustainability with Kyler Murray. I don't. I think he's a tremendous talent. I think maybe his first couple years in the league he might do something. But as we all know, once defensive coordinators get that tape on you and get your tendency, especially in the NFL, it's a lights out. Look at look at uh, Lamar Jackson or uh, for Baltimore, lights out. Yeah, but the NFL's in an offensive renaissance now. They're waiting for Shea Patterson. Uh, uh, I wouldn't go that far, Jared. Come Shea on, man. Shea Patterson, not a bad player, I think, but uh, I don't know if he's gonna he's gonna lead lead them for anything. But once again, for Jared Jansen being on the show, let's give him this. And nominating, give him the old round of applause. Yeah. I think Jared got over the his team his uh, team getting punked on Thursday by Blissfield. Oh, they got punked by Blissfield. Yeah. Ouch. What was the score? Sixty nine fifty three. That's not getting punked. That's only sixteen points. Well, they had no they had no answer for Ty Wyman. <laughs> I mean, oh, is Wyman the dude we talked about earlier in the year when we were? What was that? The the Monroe County Gazette that we were reading. What was that? No, that they, the the season previews. Well, Ty, Ty Wyman is at Blissfield. He's only a sophomore. He's a top 100 player in the class of 2021. And uh, where? At, in the state of Michigan. Oh, okay. Okay. I was just wondering. But like I said, when when he says that they're going after Shea Patterson, this is what I think of. <laughs> yeah, Shea Patterson. The Patriots, they better not draft this guy. That's Shea Patterson's game right there. He's <laughs> farting. Much, yeah, the, the, Shea Patterson is garbage. He's fart music. I mean, he did okay, but when he played against Notre Dame and Ohio State, he just didn't show up. And that's and just against, not a guy. And against your Gators, right? Exactly. They gave they gave, made him Gator meat, and I don't really think that that's 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 not good. Yeah, but trying. But anyways, with re, with regards to. Uh, both both championship games. He said Dylan McCaffrey, and let's say hi to Bo Layman. She's over at the Bangkok Kitchen. You know, she, I heard they got some banging food. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I don't think I have. And it's in Toledo, so make sure because you always post restaurants on your uh, Facebook page. So that's yeah, up in my go. up in my home state. Well, yeah, okay, you're up in the mitten. We get it, but sometimes you can come over the border to the Buckeye State and get you some good grub. And I do know. And go over to go over to Bo's establishment. Good food over there. Good mm-hmm. person too. David, what do you think? Shea Patterson to the Patriots, and then we'll get into our uh, basically our analysis of these two teams or four teams actually, the final four of the NFL. I really don't see Shea Patterson as being kind of a long term fit. Like he'll end up in that Ryan Mallet kind of mold where he's not good enough to be used as trade bait, but you know. He's probably like a serviceable. He, I don't think he's going to New England. I, I could see him. I don't even know if he'll. He could get drafted because he's a quarterback. But like, do you really think he's going to have a career in the NFL? I don't see it. I, I don't. I don't. Like he'll be a long term backup if like that's his peak. He seemed like to me like the Michigan version of Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, I can agree with that. Also, want to say hi to uh, Chris Schultz of Friday Night Victors, who was. Joined in on Facebook. Oh, Chris Schultz from Friday Night Victors. Night. FNN. Or FNV. FNV. Mm, I, I, yeah, actually, let's check them out. So, all right, fellas, what we're going to do here is 
We're going to hit the, the NFL music. And which game do you want to start off with first? Because they, they're all juicy games. Yeah, I'd say let's start with uh, the NFC Championship game. Okay. This is it. Why? Do you want to get back to talking about Brady and them? Or we'll just start with that because that's the juicier game. Well, actually, you know, we could we probably could start with the AFC. Okay, we'll go ahead. We'll start, start with that. First off, we'll start off with David, the man of God, Harris first. David, you go first since you're the NFL guy. Your analysis. Patriots and Chiefs and Arrowhead. I think this game is going to go down to, people are saying the elements. I think it's going to be more of, can New England develop a running game that can counter the front seven of Kansas City? I think we know that if it becomes a shootout, we know Tom Brady can find. It's not going to, no, 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 David, we know damn well there's not going to be a shootout in this type of weather. When Absolutely has it ever, not. When has it ever been a shootout in middle of January with the temperatures in sub-freezing weather? Come on, come on, David. Let's be, let's be real here. I mean, in the playoffs, anything can happen. I mean, Granted, no one is expecting a shootout. No one's expecting a high-scoring affair, especially with the elements. But if New England can develop a running game and get two or three touchdowns on the ground, that could help the Patriots' offense and Tom Brady immensely once they can kind of... But we know New England uses kind of running backs, wide receiver bubble screens. Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle. Yeah, Sonny Michelle, James White. We know that they utilize these backs is kind of out the backfield and kind of do the yards after catch thing. But what I'm really more interested in is kind of that Kansas City front seven. Yes, they're getting back Eric Berry, who's been limited all season, but if they can get to Tom Brady, that basically neutralizes New England in a way where you know Gronk's not going to be 100% or play 100%. We know that there are the you know, there are the tight ends really aren't, aren't that scary. And is it effective if you can make Tom Brady have two bubble screens to his running backs or pass those running backs out the backfield? Will Brady be able to capitalize and neutralize that pass rush? Like everyone knows, Chiefs offense gets four points at will if they're on their day. Everyone knows you know, New England Patriots defense has been having questions and people have been doubting them. For well, a good everybody the doubts the Patriots and somehow they come through. I think the key to the game is this, and it's been a guy that hasn't been on the team since the since October. That's Kareem the Dream Hunt that you know from Toledo here. If he's in the game, I think the Chiefs easily win this game because he can catch out of the backfield, he can run the ball, and as you know, at this time of the year, it's going to be ground and pound. But now that he's not there, yes, Mahomes has a great arm, but that's just... That's just impossible to, for him to be playing with he, how he played back in September. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, I think Tyreek Hill will have a pretty decent game. But then again, though, Bill Belichick's like Nick Saban, though. Week to prepare. I know he has every week to prepare, but it's just, I don't know. It's something about, I think the Patriots might eke out in this one because of the weather, I think. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are taken because New England is the underdog according to betting lines. They're going to take the Patriots just because one, it's the sure bet. You know, New England's been here before. And two, there's that. Do we really trust Andy Reid? Do we really trust this kind of Chiefs offense? Knowing that Hunt's not there, but they do have a good pair of backs in the Williams brothers. We just haven't seen them at home in the playoffs. 
kind of with this kind of pressure. Yes, they beat Indianapolis, but like that's not the same as AFC Championship game. One win away from Atlanta. Did you, get over the hump. did you see how the Patriots dismantled the L.A. Chargers? I mean, they pretty much took that, it. Was, that. That was, was clinical. Yeah, it was just a clinic to the point where Rivers was crying like a baby about every call. You could just tell they just frustrated. Yeah. When you start crying about calls and you're still getting your butt whooped, yeah, they really got to him. It, it, once again, you just got to give them respect. Like I said, I always make fun of Tom Brady and the goal because it always seemed like he does have the perfect life. And I'm somewhat hating on them because usually people hate on winners. I mean, let's face it. When you start to win a lot, people hate on you. So, granted, I see what they're doing, but I do give them a lot of respect. I just think, and like I said, I don't condone it. I, I think it was appropriate what the Chiefs did by getting rid of Kareem Hunt as they're trying to make a stance against domestic violence or violence against women. But I think that loss right there is going to be the key to where the Chiefs get tripped up in this game. And that's the key right there. You need the running game all the way through the playoffs until you get to the Super Bowl, obviously, because it's going to be in warm weather or a dome. But games like this... A player like Kareem, and we've seen Kareem Hunt step up. Remember against Bowling Green a few years ago, and it was oh, 19 yeah. degrees in the glass bowl, and nobody was here, and he went off with a 98-yard run? Yeah. That was something that you could probably have seen, seen see tomorrow, but obviously he ain't on the squad, so that ain't going to happen. But he's a big-time player. He's a gamer, and I don't see that with the Chiefs, and I I don't I understand Mahomes has the strong arm. But if you got winds gusting in air, an arrowhead, how it's built, I heard it's the gusting winds gets in there because of how the bowl is set up in their stadium. It's like a bowl-shaped stadium, and the gusting winds do get in there. And even though if he has a strong, I don't care how strong your arm is, if it's 15 to 20 mile per hour winds in there, you're not going to cut through. And you're going against the wind, you're not going to cut through that wind with the football. It's not going to happen. So I think Bill Belichick is going to use the weather. Obviously, uh, Plexico Burris was on the herd, and he said basically that was probably one of the hardest defenses to go against because they take everything away that you do well, plus they use the sideline as an extra man. So you're limited. Yeah. I mean, go. David mentioned something about the line this one. Kansas City minus three. Truthfully, if I'm betting, I don't touch this line with a 10-foot pole. Why not? For one, I think... Because really, I you got people that have said that'll say never bet against the Patriots or that's or things like that, and this is the first time New England's been an underdog since God knows when. But here, if I'm if I'm making if I'm making any bets on this one, the over under is fifty six and a half in this one. I'm t- and given the fact that the weather's not going to be ideal, I'm t- I'd say bet the under in this. I could honestly see a 28-24, 24-20, grind it out type of game. Came here. And look, I like what the Chiefs have done. I think in their off- in this offensive renaissance in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, 50 touchdown passes for 5,000 yards. And look, the weather in Kansas City last week was crap. As well, they had to get touchdowns defend on special teams, and plus uh, they had a and Tyree Kill scored on a reverse. I'm not so sure that the Chiefs are gonna uh, be able to really get things going offensively. But then again, here's another caveat for you: the last three road playoff games, true road playoff games that the Patriots have played in. 
they have lost. Look it up. Twice in Denver, and the other one was back in Indianapolis in 2007 in the AFC Championship game, that epic one where they got they jumped ahead of the Colts and the Colts came storming back and won that one. Yes, and we had to go back on the live video. I know everyone was watching it. The wireless connection here at UT, it's kind of bad. I might have Sketchy. to open up the door because the studio, how it's set up here. So keep going, Frank. Yeah. I mean, as for who, as for who wins this one, I really, I have gone back and forth. Or if I could see, I could see the Chiefs winning it. I mean, maybe they can and pull something out with their defense. Maybe get a special teams touchdown. But again, and New England is just a tough out at this point in the season. I could see. I honestly see. You know what? I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna. You know what? I'm gonna drink the Kool Aid. I'm gonna just say Patriots win it. We'll say like a twenty a twenty four twenty game. So, uh, so, lo- so look. if you take the, the three and the Patriots win, you win. You win the money. Well, the pay- I, I'm I'm taking the points in this. I mean, I so minus t- three, they won by they four. They take the point. They take the points. So, so if they you take the bet, so if you take the you're points, t- you're going to win this. If the Patriots win, they yeah, win by obviously, four and the, you get the points in the win. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I mean, if you're bet- if you're betting the the sp- if you're betting the sp- the spread on this one, uh, I wouldn't touch it with. I truthfully would stay away from this one. The sure, my lock is taking the under, take under fifty six and a half total points. David, I'm taking the favorite. I'm going Chiefs. Chiefs. What do you think of uh, my lock of the weekend in the over under? I mean, I could, I can see yes and no. I can see. Both teams employing their running game, but because both teams are employing their running game, I could see a combined five or six rushing touchdowns. And then, you know, somewhat, you know, New England's always due for some kind of crazy trick play ish kind of thing. But then you also know that Kansas City has the ability on both special teams and on defense to get a score. So I could see, I could see it being under, I could see it hovering around that six, that. 28-28 kind of score, and then that, at that point you're kind of like, eh. you kind of feel a little dangerous. But yeah, I, I could see this game being a low-scoring affair. Yeah, and, and another and a reason why I'm actually going Patriots in this one, Tom Brady has experience in these types of games. Patrick Mahomes does not. So, chew on that. Alright, moving on. NFC, what do you guys got? I have yet to see anyone um, dethrone the Saints in the playoffs in the dome. Um, they, I mean this. This I think is really going to be your best. This is probably your best game of the weekend. And you got two offenses that can move the ball. They're balanced with the pass and the run. But the th- here, but here's the thing. The Rams have not been the same team since they lost Cooper Cup to an injury. But they are they're in the NFC Championship game and CJ yeah. Anderson looked real good running the ball. Yeah, he's been playing well. Todd Gurley, you know what you're going to get from him. Him but uh, t- you take some Cooper Cup was the leading receiver for the Rams before he went down with an injury and the Saints Sean 
Sean Payton has just done a phenomenal job, too, who getting the run game going with Ingram and Kamara, the two-headed monster, out of the backfield. You know, they catch out of it, they run it, get the tough yards. Plus, you have, have Michael Thomas, who I'll say is, hey, sorry, David, but he is the best receiver in the NFL right now. Uh, so I think, and, pl- and plus, uh, LA's defense, I haven't been that sold on all season. And then plus, like I said, it's in the dome. Saints are tough. Saints are damn near impossible to beat at home. I'm taking the Saints in this one. I think this one could this one could be pretty high scoring. Hang, I like. Truthfully, I like the Saints probably in let's say uh, maybe a third, maybe a four a forty one thirty eight type of game. I could see he going in favor of the Saints just because I think that that. It's going to be too much breeze to Thomas. Mm-hmm. David? Well, I mean, to address the best wide receiver in the league, I mean, that's more Drew Brees than Michael Thomas. So, Brees makes anyone good. So, I I hesitate on the – like, he's top five. He's, in the, he's at the table. He's just not at the SC. But in terms of the game itself – I think I think this is more of like I'm go I understand it's gonna be a high scoring affair and I understand New Orleans home field advantage once you know John Payton was telling the fans, okay, that first fifteen to twenty seconds of the play clock, make as much noise as you can to try to jumble and kinda of disrupt Garrett Goff. But I I still like I think there's more playmakers on the Rams defense that can kind of make it hard for Drew Brees to kind of get into a rhythm in similar ways to kind of how the Dallas front seven did, where they kind of get in your face, kind of limit that running game, force it. Granted, if you force Drew Brees to throw it, you know, that would put it past the yard. But I think that the way the Rams secondary can play, I think they could kind of limit at least two or three of the weapons, knowing that New Orleans has about eight or nine that they can throw out there as a wide receiver. And then also just taking into account that for matters of public safety, like we can't have New Orleans Saints fans just strolling into Atlanta because there will be fights, there will be blood, there will be chaos. There will be bad blood for those two weeks. So for both public safety and because I think that the Rams defense can find a way to maneuver and make it difficult for Drew Brees and then also taking into the fact that they have a two-headed running attack that on their day can kind of even out with Kamara and Ingram. Yes, you have the you know inexperience of Sean McVay and Jared Goff, but I think they can they can hang with the thing. If if it's you know high scoring affair that Rams offense is, you know, can easily jump back into a dome. And if they want to go low-scoring affair and trust their defense, I think they can do that too. So I, I like the Rams in this one ahead of Atlanta. Um, I'm going to go with, hmm, I think the Saints. Did you hear that I'll, um, Atlanta doesn't want the Saints to win, that NFC South rivalry is, is burning them up? 
Well, um, but I, I think, it, I think my, that, I my think response to the Atlanta folk, folk that I'll say the same thing that David has set up this show. You have to be better next time or be better tomorrow. Uh, no, I mean, the, or don't the blow twenty-eight to three leads. To get Tom, uh, uh, so, yeah, so, don't so choke Tom on Brady, applesauce. Right, so Tom Brady is considered the goat. <laughs> David, yeah, I mean, I think the thing with the public safety is knowing that kind of the Falcons and Saints fans really hate each other. This week, the mayor of Atlanta basically was cheering for everyone except for the Saints. Like, there is a history of like. Like these two fan bases, like from you know from ages ago when both of them stunk, and like them being each other was a surefire win for one team. Like like when I say there's going to be like bad blood, like they are predicting between the craziness at the airport and the game itself, and especially on the streets of Atlanta. Like if New Orleans goes, like there's there are going to be all kinds of sleep going on in the streets. And, and we know that, you know, coming from New Orleans and people in Atlanta, if if things pop off, then it, it's gonna it's gonna get bad. So I think from that public safety there's a lot of there's a lot of neutrals that are looking and even a lot of Saints and Falcons fans that are looking at this like eh, yeah we, we can't have that. We we need to we need Atlanta to be relatively like safe and craziness free for these next two weeks. But if the Saints go, we we know that it's going to be because of that experience of the Drew Brees offense kind of leading the way, and fans, Falcons fans will just have to deal with. It. They'll have to for those next two weeks. They have to deal with an influx of crazy, cocky Saints fans. Coming into the town and talking all kinds of stuff. Oh, okay. Well, we got got all that in for you guys as the NFC uh, preview. So basically, I'm looking at Saints Patriots Breeze versus Brady. So am I. I'm. Uh, I'll watch that. Two of the best quarterbacks of the 2000s. It's going at each other. Possibly the last time they play against each other too. Who oh, and. Who knows, maybe one of them will, one or both of them probably lay hang it up after this one because both of them are over, they're age 40 and older. Breeze just turned 40. Insert Mike Gundy reference here. I'm a man, I'm 40. Yes, Even though yeah. he's 50 now with a mullet. Uh, yeah, that is very true. So we got all that. So I've got me and Frank have Saints and Patriots. Saint Patriots. Oh, guys. And you've got Chiefs. He's got David's going the with the guys. David's going young pups. We're me and Derek are going with the old dogs. Mm-hmm. But it'll be two great games. So hopefully, yeah, you can find a TV and watch these two because you know we we've seen each of these four at their best, and we know the storylines. You got three old coaches, one young guy. Two old quarterbacks, two young quarterbacks. Defense is all about MVP in each game. Their MVP finalists or everyone's kind of odds on favor to win the MVP in each game. Yeah. All right. Well, take a quick commercial break. What do you, what do you got next? I think what is 
see here. I'm well, we still got this one thing I want to hit, get with the uh, Detroit Lions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, actually, the, we'll, we'll take, take a break. break. Take a break. We'll get to the Detroit Lions. Um, and then David said he wants the most hated team in the four major sports are. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. In, re- in response to what Boogie Cousins had to say, saying the uh, Warriors. So we'll the- do NBA. So what we'll okay. do is we'll do the Detroit Lions and then we'll do the NBA as obviously it's the first Saturday night of NBA action on, in- no, on, on ABC. ABC. Did you guys notice that Fox took the NBA on NBC music, the John Tesh version, on now on their broadcast? You, you didn't, did you watch the Michigan State Ohio State game? Basketball game uh, on Fox? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I think I had I had stuff to do. I just listened to it on the radio. I didn't. Re- I didn't realize that Fox had swagger yeah, jack. Yeah, swagger jack. I was wondering, like, what, oh, what dear. the heck they did swagger jack? But anyway, we'll take a quick commercial break. You listen in eighty-eight point three WTS. Act for the re- review when we return. Talk more NFL with about the Detroit Lions. Hmm. 